Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today, we have the one and only Andreas Villalba, which I'd probably butcher every single time. I'm sorry, bro. I've known you for years and I still butcher your name. But Andreas is my mentor. He is somebody that I would consider my life coach. Uh, we don't necessarily call him a life coach, but I would go out to on, on a uh, – today, we have the one and only Andreas Villalba, somebody who I've known for years, somebody who has been an inspiration of mine for years, somebody who is my literal personal mentor. I would consider him my life coach. Um, I don't think he goes by that, but uh, I'd venture to say that he coaches me on life. He teaches me quite a bit, and he is the person that holds me accountable of constantly growing in every single area of my life, with my marriage, in my fatherhood, with my body physically, with my business, with my mind and my spirituality. Uh, He's somebody that is really good at what he does, and what he does is coach people in the area of life. He also has a podcast called Life with Andreas, also which I'm going to link in the description. So I highly suggest you go subscribe to the podcast, go follow his Instagram, and uh, listen to this podcast to learn more about what Andreas does with me, uh, what I do inside of this quote-unquote foundation that we discuss, what the foundation even is, Uh, and we dive into a lot of different things surrounding life, entrepreneurship, marriage, uh, leadership, personal development, doubt, fear, scarcity. Like we really covered quite a bit today. It's a really cool conversation. And then we finish uh, with a quick announcement. Today is actually Andres' birthday. So um, give him a birthday shout out if you're listening to this and you appreciate him. Uh, Tag him on your Instagram and and let him know you appreciate the content he's providing. But we are also launching, uh, he is launching the gauntlet today. So we're going to describe to you what this 30-day gauntlet challenge is Uh, And it's specifically for individuals who want to really focus on personal development. Uh, So this is a good opportunity for a lot of you guys. We're going to talk about it today, and we're going to link that in the show notes. So without any further ado, let's get on to the interview with the legend himself, Andreas. So this is episode three, the third time? Third time, yeah. Third time you've been on? Yep. This is the first episode since COVID happened that I've had somebody else (laughs) in the office able to record with me in person, which is nice. Um, but like for, for the people listening, we're going to be doing these more regularly. As many of you know, Andreas is my mentor. I'm inside of, uh, the tribe, the tribe, and, uh, it's, it's a coaching group. I always say life coaching and then I kind of stop cause I feel like life coaching is kind of like a cheesy buzzword, right? <laughs> but I don't know what else to call it. Like, yeah, I think, I think it goes, I, I say, you know, the, the connection with life coaches, the fact that we don't. You know, we don't just focus on business. We don't just focus no. on personal. We don't just focus on family. I mean, it's really, I mean, obviously we throw in fellowship and and all that. So, yeah, it, it, I think in a roundabout way, as much as I don't like the term life coach, it really is all-encompassing. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have Andres on uh, probably once a month is the plan uh, and just, just dive into all things life. I think this is going to be great for people to listen and just have personal development um, and learn a little bit more about the tribe, obviously. So if it is something that you're called to do, 
we'll have a link in the show notes or something where you can contact Andreas and, and, and kind of get into that. And we're going to explain an opportunity that will be coming up soon for you guys as well. Um, but yeah, man, I think like we should start with just kind of going into, cause we, we talked last time we did a Q and a, so mm-hmm. if we can kind of, I don't think we explained like that, the foundation right. the first time. So mm-hmm. if we can dive into that, cause I think one of the interesting things that I looked at, like I was thinking about, so I was writing my 90 day outcomes today, yeah. my new 90 day outcomes. And I was thinking about it and I was like, man, ever since we started, like we, re- I mean, we talk about business, right? but we really haven't focused on business, which is funny because as a, as a male, usually what you do is you see somebody who's successful and you go, I'm going to get coaching from them because they're going to tell me how to build my business. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're right. going to tell yeah. me how to be successful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which wasn't completely why I hired you, but um, but it's interesting because I mean we I mean shit like last month we I don't even think we talked about business once it mm-hmm. was like all marriage the whole time mm-hmm. you know what I mean and mm-hmm. like I told you the other day like you changed my life dude mm-hmm. just like all the different things we do and it's just it's wild to see how influential that coach can be and now you're working with my wife and you're doing stuff with her and she's all excited about different things she's doing mm-hmm. um, so mad respect for you man it's 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 crazy it. sometimes I think you have like 36 hours in a day. I wish. Dude, it's it doesn't sometimes I I've actually said this to Shannon multiple times. I'm like, I don't get it. I literally don't get it. He does you do so much shit and you're so many places and you're so many roles. Like how how does that not overwhelm you? It's 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 part of my plan. You know, I'm I'm I it's it's the clarity that I have on what I'm supposed to do. And look, you know, we all have failures, right? We all struggle with things day in and day out. And it's just really how we look at it and how we can turn that into a positive. You know, there are days that I do struggle. There are days where, I mean, even just, you know, yesterday was just, you know, with the stress of like what's going on and our building's going to be okay and employee's going to be okay and, you know, all the, all the current issues, you know, it, it really kind of bogs you down. But for me, it's always been this systematic approach or, or process that I go through as far as, you know, it's not going to do me any good to kind of sit there and just like, wallow my sorrows right mm-hmm. it's it's how can i just take the next step and i that's one of the biggest things i preach is just you know no matter what situation you're in and if how low you feel or whatever just take that next positive step going forward so i wish i had 36 hours because then i could just do that much more <laughs> but it really just comes down to finding that 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 balance if you want to call it or that formula for yourself to make sure that every day you're checking off the boxes for all the important things. Do you think that's what you just said, checking off those boxes, that's what leads to not letting those things stress you out? Or do you think it's kind of like ingrained in who you are as well? Because th- I've, even with the Shannon, I've said this, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's not worth stressing. So it's like, w- she'll say easier said than done. And I'm right. like, it's very true. Right. It is much yep. easier for me to just say, Oh, don't stress about it. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. it stressing is. isn't going to do anything for sure. Do you think like it really does come down to a checklist or do you think that that was like I just think, how you've always been? I think the checklist ingrained it even more. I think I've always had this mentality of, you know, and I'd say it all the time of, of it could always be worse mm. um, because in a lot of situations I have seen it be worse. So pulling yourself out of that could be a little bit easier if you've gone through worse experiences in your life. The checklist I think is kind of the fundamental thing to do to just make sure you're on track. And if you feel like you're falling off track, just look at the checklist, right? I mean, just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with something, don't, I, you know, and this is kind of contradicting sometimes, but it's like, don't sit there and fight that. Just go on to the next thing. 
you know, because if we sit there and the more we try and fight through an issue or maybe you're caught up or, or, or in something specifically and then you go and you look at the last hour and you've been sitting there thinking about the same thing for an hour and not really getting any movement, what good does that do, mm-hmm. right? So focus on something else, go on to the next thing on the list and then always come back. Yeah. Uh, one thing I mentioned to you the other day, and I think this would be good going back to the whole time, like having more time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I told you this this week. Like I almost felt guilty in the mornings because mm-hmm. like I was like, man, like I'm being more productive. So I have more time and the business is doing better. My family's doing better. Right. Like I kind of feel guilty. Like I'm sitting there like kind of relaxing for a minute and I'm like, this isn't this, this isn't, isn't this isn't right. No, like right. I should be doing something. <laughs> Why aren't I working or writing or reading or um and you were like, man, that's like, that's a sign that things are working. Mm-hmm. Like how, how do you, like, do you think that's why you're able to do so much is because you kind of get in that zone of genius, if you will. Cause did I even like, you were at my house, helping me with the backsplash and you had that, that, uh, water, like a shower thing on top of your Hummer. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, Oh, I just built it. Like, <laughs> you know, and then you were like, I just, you know, I was looking at it and it's only like this pipe and this pressure. And I'm just like, whew, over my head. I'm like. <laughs> You just heard that and just built it. <laughs> yeah. You're building a, a, like a camper trailer. Yeah. It's called an Overland Overland and, trailer. Yeah. And a koi pond. And I'm, at, I'm wrapping up a koi pond. <laughs> that should be done by tomorrow. Hopefully, if if the weather holds up. Bro, it's to it tonight. insane how many things. You just helped me build backsplash, backsplash. tile. Yeah. You did it. I just watched, to be honest. <laughs> My neighbor texted me and was like, <laughs> he was like, man, uh, Vanessa, because Shannon sent Vanessa a picture. Mm. Vanessa showed me a picture backstretch man you killed it <laughs> and I, I looked sounds like do i tell him andres helped me or do i take credit <laughs> i told take him the credit i told him i said you helped me <laughs> but but yeah do you think like like is there is there a formula to to get into that position because i know there's a lot of people who confuse uh production with busyness mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think they're two completely different things mm-hmm. i think i mean it really just boils down to expectation mm. you know what do you expect to accomplish the majority of the clients, especially the, the ones I deal with, um, they set unrealistic expectations. And, you know, it's kind of like the whole, like, you got to walk before you run type conversation, crawl before you walk, all mm-hmm. that, to where you can't, you can't go from, you know, zero to 100 in one or two days and not feel overwhelmed. So how do we go little by little to build the capacity, you know, that's what it comes down to is the capacity. Can you handle to, to take care of all these things and not specifically in just one area, right? Can you make sure that you're taking care of family time? Can you make sure of business? So for me, you know, when I heard you say, and I've, you know, sleeping in 30 minutes later and I knew everything else was already kind of clicking, right? So it's like, man, perfect. It's working. And it's working in a sense of for what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, again, we can have you wake up 30 minutes earlier and tack on more stuff for you to handle. But what good is that going to do for you right now? Yeah. You know, I mean, and it could be a seasonal thing, right? Like you might come up with a different product in the next 60 days. And now that 30 minutes has got to be taken back to getting up and doing some work for it. Yeah. But it's a part of your plan and it's a part of what you need right then and there. So right now, based off of your business and your family, you know, that 30 minutes because you've been wired and for the past few years, you've been just going, 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 going at a certain time. That's why it feels like it's off. But is it right or is it wrong? You know, for somebody else, it might be wrong, right? Because they might need to be getting up. They might need to have to get up 30 minutes earlier yeah. to be able to accomplish what they got to do 
to match their expectations or their goals. But for you right now, it's okay. Yeah. Right. And and feeling guilty is also kind of a good thing, I say, because it really puts it into perspective, right? If you just woke up 30 minutes later and was just like no big deal, right? You wouldn't truly understand or value what that 30 minutes is. Mm. So in a crazy way, feeling guilty is is a good thing the way I see it is because you actually go back and put a value on what that 30 minutes meant and what it means for you now. Yeah. And I think it's a good point to say like at certain times people do got to go through that because mm-hmm. I, I think of like two scenarios, like one being like, I remember Shannon asking me like, it was almost like a year ago now. I was tired and I was like, it's like 9 p.m. I'm like, yeah, I got to go to bed. She's like, just stay up. And I'm like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> right. Why do you get up at five? I was like, so I don't get up at five. The work doesn't get done by five. Mm-hmm. And I promise you I'd be done at five. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, mm. and it was just like, I didn't want to wake up at five, right. but I knew I had to. And now it's like, like I can push it towards like almost six. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's, and, and to me, like that's, that's a number of like a metric that's progress, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, and, and one of the biggest things, and I'd love to get your take on this because you're so good with this. One of the biggest things I've taken away during this time, I actually was just reflecting on this the other day, trying to understand like that whole guilt thing of like, mm-hmm why is it going this way? What am I doing right now that it's allowing to me to be more productive, everybody around me be more successful and happy, and I have a little bit more time? And delegation mm-hmm. and, and like really empowering my team and like giving them more things to do and like giving Shannon things to do within mm-hmm. the business and, and yep. just trying to outsource and things like that because I think a lot of people get in a zone of, and I'm guilty of this, I can do it better than anybody. Yeah, so I'm, doing it. I'm controlling mm-hmm. it. I'm mm-hmm. doing everything. And that's that's been a big like thing if i look at my schedule i'm like these are things that i can delegate but i'm not because i'm like a control freak Mm -hmm. you know and i think you teaching me about leadership and building a team and and delegating was like one of the best ways that i found to stop doing that Mm -hmm. and you got to do it once at least to see that it's okay right you do it and then you see that nothing burns to the ground nothing fails and you're like okay but you got to take that risk at first exactly and that's the number one fall I would say or or shortcomings that a lot of leaders or business owners have is the ability to be able to hand stuff off and not in a way you know obviously you're not going to hand something off to somebody that is going to make it burn but it's also a great teaching moment if they do struggle with it right because then you come in every time you know it's a, it's it's a win-win for everybody like they'll learn the process or whatever it is that you expect them to do better by you showing them and then at that same time you're becoming a better leader better educator to be able to get through all of your employees because they all have different personalities, different ways of doing things. Some might pick it up sooner than others, all that. So it's a win-win. And a lot of people don't see it that way, right? They always automatically go to, well, if I hand it off and they mess up, then I'm going to have to pick up the pieces. It's going to take more time. So I'd rather just keep it, Mm -hmm. right? But you're you're not giving the benefit of the doubt, for one. And, And on the other end, for yourself, you're not creating more time for yourself. Right. So that's what it really comes down to, to where now, for instance, with me, it's I know what I have to do. And I know now around how much time I need for that. The question that people have or the the struggle people have is, are you actually putting in the work Mm -hmm. in that time that you're giving yourself? Right. So if you give yourself eight hours a day, let's just say, you know, and that's not enough, then there's two things. One, either your expectation was off. Or two, you're really not putting in the work during those eight hours. So really take inventory of what are you doing, whether you're on social media, whether you're just browsing the web, you know, shopping, whatever it is you're doing. 
because if you do that and be honest with yourself, you'll see the discrepancy and you'll see, man, I set aside eight hours, but I'm really only working five, mm-hmm. right? So now the conversation of, you know, do I have to stay later comes into play. And I think this quarantine has been great and, and I've seen it within the tribe because, you know, everybody's at home. So if you're done and let's just say, you know, I have a client who they share a workspace. They have like a home office and, you know, his office is on one side and her office is on the other. I mean, her desk is on the other. And they know when somebody's done, right? So now it's just like, oh, you're done? All right, let's go do something else, you know, outside. Mm-hmm. Well, so now it's like you have that accountability partner right there where if you were in your office at work, nobody's holding you accountable, right? You could literally waste three hours a day yeah. and then make the call home of like, you know what? I didn't finish up. I got to stay late, you know? So with them, it's created this really cool, I guess, communication pattern to where they've both realized that they were wasting a lot of time yeah. and not really pushing forward to, to maximize the time that they have together after they're done with work. I think it's funny. I, I, uh, I've had multiple people like, Hey, what are tips for pro- productivity? Like what supplements do you take? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, nootropics and, and like <laughs> shout out to top notch nutrition. I do take mine, you know, <laughs> right, right. uh, link in the bio. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm always like, Hey, like put your phone on, do not disturb and put it in your desk while you're working. And they're like, mm-hmm. what? I'm like, just literally put your phone away. Sometimes I'll put it in my backpack and I'll tuck it in the corner. Mm-hmm. I get so much more done, mm-hmm. you know? And like I tell Shannon, like, Hey, if it's emergency, call me twice. Cause she's the only one that can get through do not right, disturb. Right. And it's like, Hey, call me twice. Cause then I know it's something serious. Mm-hmm. If she calls me once, I just leave it, call me twice. And I'm like, Oh shit, which has only happened once mm-hmm. ever. Um, but I have that communication with her, mm-hmm. but like it's it, being more productive and being more present is, can be that simple. Mm-hmm. It's even like, I remember being like, you know what? I'm going to leave my phone in the kitchen when I hang out with my family, you know? Right. And then I get home and I'm like, I don't need to do that. That's, that's weird. Like <laughs> I'm fine. I just won't check it. Right. Next thing I know you're on it. I'm on it. Yep. And so I, I like, instead of me feeling like it's pathetic to have to do that, I just do it because I have to do it in order to be present, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I think being present is the hardest part for a lot of people. I know it was for me. That was like one of the biggest struggles is like turning things off and just being chilling. there right? Yeah, and just being there. And we, and we all struggle with that, right? Like I struggle with the phone and, and we put these excuses in our head of why, like you said, right? Like, oh, well, like, I don't really need to do that. So I'll just keep it close to me or, you know. What if the, someone calls on you? Yeah, like, man, what if, what if, for instance, with me, what if a broker calls? What if this yeah. happens? Or what if a client calls? Or they need me? Or whatever it is, right? And, and but yeah, there we are. So how can we set up, you know, and my wife and I have got conversations of, like, man, put the phone down. Mm-hmm. All right, put the phone down. Put the phone down. And, but how do we have that communication with each other to where we can actually stick to whatever we agreed to? And that conversation is the one that a lot of people don't want to have. One they'll make the excuse that they don't really want to have it because it's not that bad, right? Like, oh, what I'm doing, like, yeah, I mess with my phone, but it's not that bad. Um, and the second thing is because they don't want to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, within the tribe, it's very interesting because, you know, people come for accountability to make sure, and then you start holding them accountable, and they start having issues with it, right? And and It builds awareness. And it, Well, it builds awareness, but, again, the first step is you have to be able to accept your fault. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where it starts. And a lot of people, one, because they've masked it with these excuses or this, their own reasoning on why they do certain things, they have a hard time accepting it because they don't feel it's that bad. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't take things away to show that it's bad. We take things away 
for instance, phone use or whatever else that they're that they're getting into to show what else they can do with that time. Yeah. And it's just a comparison. I think it, like, and this is why I always say like build awareness, accept it, and then you can accelerate. It's mm -hmm. like those three A's, right? And one thing that put it in perspective for me is like, I remember, I think a, a client texted me, they needed something about their, their training session for the next day. Mm -hmm. And so I liked them. Just text them back real quick. And Shane's like, do you have to do it right now? I'm like, it take me two minutes. It's not that right. big of a deal. She's like, it's not that big of a deal to you. Right. But now I feel like his rep count is more important than what we're doing exactly. right now. And I'm like, you're right. Fuck. Yeah. So I think like for some people it's, it's understanding the perspective of like what's not a big deal to you or mm -hmm. what doesn't seem like it, it's your, sometimes your feelings are ir irrelevant. Right. Like it's not about you. Exactly. And at the end of the day, like, motherfucker has 24 hours before he's going to do <laughs> do the set. I can, I he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay if you send it tomorrow morning. Yeah. And sometimes it's honestly more empowering. I've, I've purposely not responded and then asked the client the next day, Hey, what'd you end up doing? Because I want to see if they've been mm -hmm. learning. Yep. Like I'm trying to teach you how to program and, right. and diet for yourself. Right. Um, but and I yeah, think, and if you're just there at every, you know, then they're not, you're not building any, yeah. in, you know, like for them to be independent or for them to even think of yeah. for themselves. And a lot of these things, it's, for instance, like with them, right? Let's say he was doing eight reps today and he needed a new rep count for tomorrow. If you do eight again and it was supposed to be 10, what's the damage? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not, it's not detrimental, yeah. but for you, it's causing you issues at home Yeah. just because you decided to respond at yeah. the moment. And I think like I actually thought about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was going through some personal stuff that like you and I had been talking a bunch about and I reached out to you. And then you responded and I didn't text you back like all mm -hmm. weekend. Cause I literally stopped and was like, dude, you know what to do. Right. Like you were in control. Like, you know how to handle this. Like you don't need, like, he's going to tell you the exact same thing he tells you every time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and then on Monday when we talked, you're like, how'd it go? I was like, perfect. Like, mm -hmm. this is what, you know what I mean? And I think that was empowering for me. Cause I'm like, okay, like I can move my, my life in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Like I want to and handle these situations that come about, but it doesn't happen without, constant really accountability and education mm -hmm. well and you know you just said it you know we've had the conversations before mm -hmm. and whether i repeated the same thing like this is what you got to do this is what we gotta do right then it starts that's where it's like okay now you're putting into play for yourself now it's worked because it clicked you mm -hmm. remembered a conversation we had or a different experience that that i told you you know that we agreed on what you should do for the next step that's where you start seeing the progress yeah and the real growth of you know it's crazy in a twisted way. The majority of people, they already know what they want to do. They just want confirmation or a pre or uh, approval from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that it's because one, if it, if what they decide to do, even though they know that that's what it was, goes wrong, they can blame somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's not really their fault. Right. Like all oh, somebody told me. And then they're scared of going on their own because if it does fail, there's nobody to blame. Yeah. And it's just them. Yeah. Right. So again, it's an awareness thing of, you know, do I take this next step? I know what I should do, but I don't have anybody that I can blame it on, even if it's just internally, right? Anybody that I can blame it on to make myself feel better. And at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to make themselves feel better. So actually, I, I had a, a, a mentor client text me this morning with a question that's kind of relative to this. I'd like to get your thoughts. He basically went through this this thing I'm having him do, and his like whole like insight, his revolution was mm. um, that he does most of what he does for the validation of others. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm continually trying to succeed in things because I'm trying to get validation from other people. Mm -hmm. He and his his th was like, one, have you ever dealt with that? And two, how do you get through that? Like that was his question. Mm -hmm. So, I've dealt with it 
and it was not early on. It was more of, I mean, even just in the next three, like, I mean, I would say the last two years, let's just say, even with La Tribu, right, with this whole conversation of, okay, you got to be on social media, you got to mm-hmm. start putting out. And at first it was like, okay, like this is the plan. And it was very structured, like you're going to post about this on this day, you're going to post about this on this day. And that's just, that's like the social media plan, mm-hmm. right? So, and that was through conversating with friends and family, right? Of like kind of how to go about it <clears throat> or people that had a little bit more experience with it. So after a couple of weeks, you know, I'm, I'm like chugging through, you know, like oh, it's Tuesday, it's got to post about this. So here I go. Um, and it really affected me in a way to where I was doing it for approval, right? I wasn't doing it because that's what I felt I wanted to post that day. That's not what was in my heart or in my mind. And even with the messages that I started recording, right? Like I had this systematic, like, okay, I'm going to pre-record all of them the week before. Mm-hmm. And then that way they're just set. Yeah. And again, if I, when I sat down and asked myself, like, it was, I remember it, it was a Wednesday morning. I listened to the message, my own message. I just want to see how it sounded. And for people listening, that's his, your podcast. Oh, yeah. So I'll link Sorry. that in the show yeah. notes. He does, uh, it's a daily, right? Daily. It's yeah. a daily message. It's like three to five minutes. Yeah, most. Usually it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. I always I always do it when I'm listening or cooking breakfast in the morning because yeah. it's just like quick, easy to the point. Yeah. So I listened to it. It was Wednesday morning. I listened to it and I felt kind of like this void of, man, like that doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me at all. So, again, when I took inventory of why that feeling was coming up, it was because I had set it up that way or I had done that particular subject because of somebody else's Mm -hmm. approval. So, now what I do is, like, I just go on the fly. Because, to me, it's really like, what's the whole meaning of what it is that I'm doing? And why am I doing it? And so, the posts are, I I do them that day, right? It's because whatever I'm feeling. And it's not because... Uh, you know, a social media plan, set it, or any of that. Um, I do have kind of like a topic list, right, to kind of just uh, bounce off and just make sure that, that everything's checking off. But this whole conversation of getting approval, it can take you into this deep black hole that it's very, very difficult. I've got a couple of tribe members that have recently figured that out, right? Like, man, why? Even like in a career type thing, like, man, why, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, over the last couple of months, we've been talking, and it's, pretty evident that you don't like what you're doing at all right and why haven't you gone out to do something else and it always comes back to the approval yeah and or somebody whether it was you know it was a a a mom a dad a brother or a mentor or somebody they looked up to that kind of pushed them that way but this conversation of how to get out of that is really finding clarity in who you are that's the first step and even, I mean, I say first step, but that's a process in itself. Um, but that's really what it comes down to is you have to be 100% sure, 100% confident in who it is that you are right now, being aware that you're not where you want to be, and also being clear on who it is that you want to be in the future. And accepting that. You ha- that, that. Yeah, you have to accept it. And accepting, accepting the fact that you were not being yourself or not being real for the approval, just because you were, you know, searching for that approval of somebody else is something very, very hard to swallow, right? Because a lot of people have put in a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money into creating themselves to somebody that that's not even who they really want to be. So the majority of people won't actually take that step and say, you know what, I accept that that's not where I want to be. So I'm going to change it. They won't do that. They'll just, 
I'm already this far. Mm-hmm. Like, why change it? And they'll, you know, write the pros and cons of what if I do go the route of changing it. And, the, you know, even though the pros will outweigh the cons, their perception of or the weight that they put on the negative side of it is so much more that it forces them to just stay where they're at. Yeah. And it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I think, like, for some people, and I can relate to this, I did this. <laughs> I think for some people, you almost have to you, – because you set these, like – expectations or standards or goals or outcomes or things that you have to do in order to get that acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. If I do this, so-and-so, even if it's subconscious, so-and-so will think this way of me. And then you almost have to accomplish that and then realize that it doesn't fucking matter to them. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that feeling of approval, Mm -hmm. like maybe even more than once in order to like get over that hump. Cause I know for me, like I can think of specific people in my life that I was constantly chasing that approval for. And it took me a few times in each category of my life of reaching that goal that I thought was going to like build that, you know, Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that feeling I wanted and then not getting it and being let down and having to like really kind of like create introspect and deep dive into myself and be like, I'm continually being like letting myself down because I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. that approval. Um, cause I didn't even have an answer for him. I actually haven't even texted him back yet. (laughs) um, Well, and no, and I think the crazy side on, on that, what you just said is that, we, again, we put so much more weight on other people's approval and opinions than ours that to them, like, for instance, you might have accomplished that goal or whatever. And to them, in a weird way, it was almost kind of like, because eh. they didn't go through the process, right? They didn't know how much you struggled to get there. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to emulate somebody else, you know, everybody has a different path. Somebody could have gotten there a lot sooner than somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Based off the tools, opportunities or even just luck that they had, you know, when they were going through it. So if I, if it took me, let's just say two months to get somewhere and it took you eight months to get somewhere, if it was an easy journey for me, the moment I see that you did it, I'm going to automatically think it was an easy journey for you. Yeah. So maybe I'm not even going to make like a big deal about it Yeah. because it wasn't a big deal for me. And yet you're over there searching for the approval and saying like, man, right. And now you failed yourself, even though you didn't, you know what I mean? So yeah. Again, this con- this this whole topic of emulating somebody, or really trying to be like somebody, it, and f- looking for their approval once you're there or not there, it's it's difficult because everybody has such a unique path to reach whatever they're trying to get to. And yeah. if you're searching for that approval, that person might not have that person might have just gotten handed, for instance, a home. They might have just inherited a home. Yeah. So they don't even know what it really means. So and then you you know you go and buy a home and you're expecting for that approval. And it's not a big deal, right? So again, we're we're putting so much more weight on other people's opinions, not knowing what it took for them to get to where they're at, and then we're trying to, you know, try to match it or copy that. Yeah, I, I I mean, I can even like even just to be transparent with people listening, I remember, like the first real nice car I bought was, I mean, I, I had a cool Jeep, but I got a BMW and I was like, mm-hmm. I made it, like mm-hmm. I got a Beamer. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did sent my dad a picture when the yellow bow was still on it at CarMax, sent him a picture. <laughs> and his response was, oh, you went with gray? And he didn't even know I was going to get a b- And I was like, what the fuck? Right? And, like, so then uh, me and Shannon bought our first house. Mm-hmm. First person I sent a picture to, my dad. Check out this house. And he didn't, like, there was something else that he said that I was like, <laughs> fuck, I want you to be like. <laughs> right. You know, and then it, it took, like, me, like, seeing that I'm, like, trying to win his approval and acceptance over money for some reason Mm -hmm. or like that's what success is but and and the thing that made me get out of it was actually the like first time in a long time that he he's 
just my dad's not an emotional person. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he's not proud of me, but he told me he was proud of me mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with, with any, of any of that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It was about something I was doing with Blakely. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, fuck, I was chasing the wrong thing. Well, like, not only that, but if you take it back, what if your dad really did want to say, man, that's, that's an awesome car. But in his mind, he doesn't want to show you or teach you that yeah. material things are so important. Mm-hmm. So he holds back. Yeah. Right? To where – and now you're taking – again, you're putting so much weight on somebody else's opinion, and you don't even know what's really going through your head. Yeah. So he might have done that to teach you a lesson that, man, I'm not going to hype him up because I don't want him to think that getting material things is the growth, mm-hmm. right? Even though it is, right? It's a big step. So I'm going to hold back. Yeah. And then, you know, he sees something – and that's really what he wants you to kind of take off or take on that he said, I'm proud of you with something with Blakely. Yeah. Because that's the true meaning of what he wants to show you. And you run with it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. in that time, because we're seeking out the approval so much or we're putting, again, so much weight on it, it rubs us the wrong way. Yeah. And we don't really know. I can think of, I, I want to share another situation that I, that I had this realization. So people say, obviously, I've, I've dealt with this more than once. <laughs> but this one I think is going to relate to the coaches. I, I remember thinking, like, because I didn't have, like, my master's. Like, I have coaches that work for me that have their master's and PhDs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I thought because I didn't have my master's, I wasn't actually doing the research. Like, I'm not wearing a fucking lab coat mm-hmm. that I was, like, inferior. And I kept, like, trying to chase this level of, like – how many certifications can I get? How many books can I read? I'll read more than them. I'll do more than them. And it took me talking to somebody who does the research and did this and wrote a book. And this is like years ago being like, dude, like you're helping more people than I am because you're coaching. I don't coach. Mm-hmm. I just do science. And sometimes coaches read my science. Mm-hmm. So like I was lo- like looking at education academics as like the gold standard. And like, I'm inferior if I'm not doing that because I have a college community college degree Mm -hmm. and a bunch of certifications. Like granted I've studied a ton, Mm -hmm. but it took somebody who I was like putting on a pedestal to be like, dude, you're tripping. Like Mm -hmm. you're crushing it. And Mm -hmm. you learn so much and you're helping so many people every year. Like, how are you, how are you beneath what we do at all? Right. Like if anything, you're the people that we look to empower and do more of because you're the people actually helping people. Right. So it's almost like you're, you're the ones in the front line, right? To yeah, a certain extent. And, 100%. And with me, with La Tribu, and you and I have had this conversation, right, when it comes to the value and the cost and all that, right? And early on, I was that way, right? Where I'm like, man, like I don't have – I'm not a psychology major, right? I don't have all these coaching certs or I didn't go to school for any of this. And, and so it's almost like I'm going to devalue what I do because I don't have that. Yeah. Right? And yet – you know, the clients I have, have, whether it's more education than me, whether it's more money than me, whether it's bigger companies than me, you know, all that. And they're still seeking me out, right? So in a crazy way, again, taking continuous audits or inventories of where you're at in your life and really putting a true value on it and taking the positive things that are people are saying over the negative things that are people are saying, right? And running with those because at the end of the day, no matter what, there's always going to be negative things. So how do we make sure that our value is what it is? And that's by taking the positive things. And, and instead of always going to the negative, like for instance with you, well, I don't have a master, so I'm going to go the negative route, right? Yeah. I, wanna, I can't really do it negative. And it takes one person. Unfortunately, there's people that would have had the same situation as you. And even though that person told you that, they would still not take it for what it is. And they would still be kind of hunkered down in their, in their, in their previous position of, of negativity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one, man. I think, uh, the, 
I always wonder about this. Like we're, we're talking about acceptance and, and like seeking approval and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Sometimes I want to say like, I don't care what people think mm-hmm. at all. And then other times are like, well, like that's a lie because I'm human you do. Yeah. and I kind of do, mm-hmm. especially specific people. Mm-hmm. Like I can't say, I don't care what people think and then go home. And if Shannon doesn't think well of me at the moment, like I'm extremely upset. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. So like, how do you phrase that? Like, where is that balance of like, not giving a shit what people right. think and doing like everything for you, but then also understanding it's okay to like want people to like you and want people to like appreciate you. Well, it's the clarity again, right? It's clarity because if you're sure of who you are, what you're doing and what you're doing it for or who you're doing it for, then all the other people that are against that, their opinion doesn't really matter, right? And to me, the the opinions that matter the most are the ones that are in the trenches with me, mm. right? And even if you're in the trench with me, just kind of like patting me on the back, like, man, good job, then you're with me, right? But I'm clear on who those people are. And the list has grown, right? As, as the exposure, you know, it's with social media and all that and people reaching out that aren't, aren't even a part of the tribe and they're just like, man, you know, I do the monthly post of, of what the tribe does, charity work in Mexico and all that. And people just reach out and it's like, man, like, I'm not a part of the tribe, but how can I help out? Where can I donate? What can I buy for them? What can I send it? And, you know, send the link or whatever. And now it's like they're a part of the list, mm-hmm. right? They're with me. And the people that have sent messages of like, you know, and I think we mentioned before where like, oh, if you wouldn't have posted, it would have meant more, right? Like, like you posting about their charity work devalues what you're doing. And it's like to you. Yeah. But it didn't when you say devalue means that you're like lowering. So the impact is still happening in Mexico, yeah. whether I posted about it or not. So I think that's an insecurity of the individual mm-hmm. saying it because mm-hmm. they're not doing, and, and this doesn't mean everybody has to no, support no, charity, no. Right. but I even think about like, I shared our stuff with the children hunger mm-hmm. fund because they sent us some pictures of where our money's going. And I shared that because I want our members to see right. like, Hey, just so you guys exactly. know, cause we don't talk about this much, but what you guys are paying for also goes to this. Right. Like it helps children all around the world. But but if but if we if we put weight on those negative things, so what? So should I not post about it anymore? Yeah. Right. Even though it was probably three messages out of two hundred. Yeah. That were negative. Yeah. And again, unfortunately, a lot of people will see those messages and say, "Oh, I'm just not gonna post about yeah. it." Yeah. Right. And it's like, man, like that fund has grown because of the posts, right? And again, people that. I could I could not post about it, right? And then I mean the percentages of La Tribu, you know, fees go and do it. It's gonna happen regardless. But would all those other people that saw it and say, Man, I'm not a part of the tribe, but I wanna help. Yeah. Now that have happened too. So don't tell me that I devalued what we're doing because I post about it. Yeah. When it's an it's an internal issue that you have, obviously, yeah. right? On why it is that that you're that you're posting. And I've and I've shared multiple examples of that with people to where you know, I had one time a, a guy that posted and he was, he had an issue with posting about charity and all that. And he says that, you know, the devalue it and all that. And yet this guy literally every day posts his kicks of the day. Right. So I'm like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that you would rather, that you think it's better for you to post your kicks of the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But yet I post once a month of some good that I'm doing. Yeah. Like, why can't you just be happy for me? Yeah. And again, it's an insecurity thing, right? But if I were to take that conversation and put weight, more weight on that, like, which a lot of people do, then they just stop moving forward. They stop progressing because of the negativity that's coming their way. Well, and, and that guy would have to 
buy less shoes in order to be able to afford to support charity. Exactly. And that makes him feel bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, right. and again, this isn't us trying to force people to do no, charity. But, no, no, no. but I even thought about that. Like, okay, we're about to start donating quite a bit of money. What do I need to cut out that I really don't care about? Right. Like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. These people need it more, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I made that decision. Right. Right? And I think that's – I think that's hard for people. Something that's been on my mind a couple times when you're saying stuff but I haven't had a chance to, like, pop in and say it is uh, bringing value. We keep talking about, like, serving mm-hmm. others and value. How do you – how do you go about that in the tribe? Because the comment Amy made to you literally made me – I was cracking up when she said that, like – did you add anything oh, for to, the, yeah. to the list of what you do for tribe members? You're like, what? And you're like, well, you're doing like cabinets at somebody's house. Right. You're doing Painting. like now it's like construction. <laughs> right. Um, but like I thought about this, like me and Shannon were talking about this. It's like it's it's hard to – so I called you the other day. I was like, dude, what can I do for you? Mm. Like anything. Like because the amount of things that you're always willing to just do just to keep serving is – fucking insane and i've always prided myself on being a go-giver and really trying to like my whole team is like okay here's the standard Mm -hmm. here's our standard and then here's what we should be doing right without saying anything right Right. here's what we sell here's what we give right um because we're always doing more and i think it does kind of it pays off in the long run and you just feel better about Mm -hmm. doing it right but how do you gauge like two two things like one how, how do you gauge like your willingness to do that and then two like your worth because at a certain point you kind of start tiptoeing past that that boundary, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Of like, okay, now I'm like doing way more than what they're actually paying for. Right. So I guess the first one is it really just is an ingrained thing, right? And and I've struggled with with crossing that line, right? Of like, man, like I'm is this too much? Mm-hmm. But to me, <clears throat> it's it's a simple, I guess you could say, a simple thing of going back to like I know who's with me and who's not right I know who who's going to benefit who's going to pay it forward you know all that conversation to where I do sometimes say yes to helping people outside of the tribe or whatever it is and then it's and then without even checking the calendar and it's like oh yeah I'll be there right and then you check the calendar you're like oh man I had something with my family Mm -hmm. or something like that and you know I respect my wife so much because She's giving, and more importantly, she's okay with, like, who I am and why I do it, and she knows, you know, deep down that I do it because that's just who I am, and that's, you know, she knows my parents, obviously, and that's how my parents are and all that. I really just think it's it's an ingrained thing, and there's nothing wrong with not being that, yeah. right? There, there's nothing wrong with, like, not wanting, like, I mean, like you said, if you just want to donate one time a year, cool. If you don't want to donate at all and you don't feel it in your heart to give, then don't give, right? It, it, you know, it has to come from the heart. It has to be something that you're totally in tune with doing to to actually be value instead of just money or time or whatever it is. So valuing what you do or valuing the time that you're investing in helping or serving other people, it's really just like, I would say this independent feeling that you have to have within yourself. And if you're ever at a point where you have to question, like, man, should I do this? Should I not? Am I doing it for the right reason? For that? Then don't do it, right? Because it has to be this innate thing that's just – it's just a given, right? Like when we were talking about the backsplash. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll reach out, see who can do it. Nobody could do it. You know, I know Shannon. I know she wanted to get it done, <laughs> right, sooner than later. <laughs> so it's like, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to look at my schedule and see when I can pop down there and, and, and we'll knock it out, right? But it wasn't a, a question of, of 
Like, what am I going to get for it? Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it wasn't a question of, again, should I do it or should I not do it? It's just, that's just, that's just who I am. And the way you are, that's who you are. And if that grows over time because of experiences, because of what you've experienced with me, then perfect. Right. But I, I really hope and pray that, especially through the tribe, that people see the value in it for themselves and not because I do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we all seek to be better people. We all seek to be, to do more or whatever it is, but how can we do it for ourselves to where it's just not even a question of why we do things. And it could be, it doesn't have to be necessarily charity. I mean, why, why do you get up and go to work? Right. Why is that a question? Why do you spend time with your kids? Do you question spending time with your kids? Yeah. You know, any of these things, it's really universal, but the value of it really just comes down to who you are and what, the people that you're helping or serving, what they mean to you. And it doesn't have to be somebody that you've known for a long time, right? It could be somebody that you just met and you're going to help them out, right? And and Amy says it all the time, you know, like whether I mean, you're such a nice guy or this, you know, I help pay for somebody's propane just last week at U-Haul because they weren't taking cash. <laughs> and, you know, they weren't taking cash because of the whole COVID thing. And I guess they didn't want to be touching people's cash, right? right? So I was just like, man, don't worry about it. I got it. Right. And the lady behind me was, you know, she made a comment like, do you know how much propane is? It's like, yeah, it says it right there. It's like, <laughs> like 335, <laughs> you know, 335 a thing. But so in that aspect of it, it's just it's just an innate thing. And, it, and it's and it's one of the I think probably the hardest things for me to explain on why I am how I am, because it's just an ingrained thing. It yeah. wasn't like a process that I learned or like like a step thing. It was just you know, I was raised that way. Well, I think it's, uh, I think that's why it's good for your, your checklist. Cause even like I, I, when Shannon started going through the checklist, she was like, and she really is, she's always been super generous. She's always really good about doing something for somebody else mm -hmm. all the time. And I, she was like, I already kind of do that. So it's gonna be easy. I was like, but do you track it? Mm -hmm. It's like, no. And I was like, well, then it's just going to grow because when you track it, you become more aware of how you're giving and then it just manifests. Right. right? And I think right. for people who aren't accustomed to it, just the fact like, Hey, Part of the code that we live by is you're a go-giver. Right. You know, give every single every single week. And when you track it and you do it, you're going to grow and grow and grow. And then right. you start to feel that. I always tell people to read The Go-Giver because it's like a really good way to like mm -hmm. understand how powerful it is. But it just makes you feel good, but you won't know until you start doing it. Right. And then like you said, it's it's because you've given me so much value and there's really nothing I can give you back because I keep asking and you're like, dude, it's <laughs> <laughs> right. I have no choice but to give more value to the people who are asking of me, mm -hmm. the people I'm serving. Okay, well, let me just do more for them. And then those people. And I think honestly, like in today's world, which is chaotic, mm -hmm. I think the best thing people can do is just give more and be positive mm -hmm. to people. Because if you can be a positive reflection or influence on somebody, they're going to be more positive and they're going to be a positive influence on the next person. Mm -hmm. And we can slowly get rid of I mean, there's tons of evil in the world. Right. Like the only way to get rid of it is with light. Right. And, and you know, when we sit here and talk about actions, you know, versus saying and all that, and, you know, in the, the last post I did for the, the charity work that we do with the tribe in Mexico, you know, I put, you know, La Tribu always acting, not just saying, mm -hmm. um, some people didn't appreciate that. Right. And it's like, and, and again, whether it's insecurities or whatever, but their take was, you know, well, not all of us have money to give. And it's like, I didn't say like that. The only way you can give yeah. is with money. Hold right? the door so, open for somebody. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so when we, when 
you know, we look at what's going on right now in society and all that. The simplest thing is, is one is respect, right? Like, I mean, just respect that everybody's different, right? Respect that everybody has different opinion and take it a step further and just, just be nice to people. It's like, and you know, should you be nice to somebody that's not nice to you, right? Should you respect somebody that's not respectful to you? And I struggle with that because, you know, I think the majority of people were raised on, you know, respect is given. I mean, is, is earned, not given. And I'll respect you if you respect me, blah, blah. But what, what kind of change would happen if I respected somebody that disrespected me, right? By my actions, not because of what I say, but mm-hmm. my actions. And with giving or helping people, it's always been about actions to me, to where if I just tell you to give because it's a good thing, you might do it because it's part of the checklist. But if you see me giving or helping you and how that makes you feel, now you now you can connect it, right? Like, man, like this guy just gave, whether it was time or money or to help me, and it made me feel good. Like, if I reciprocate that to somebody else, then it just keeps going, Yeah. right? Instead of just saying it. Now, saying it, obviously, is kind of like the first step, right? Because you have to you know, whether you're going to speak it into existence or whatever, but the tracking side of it with La Tribu and the go-giver side is to really see the growth in yourself, right? Because it always starts off with either one of two things. One, something really simple that you can do to help somebody out, whether it's you helped your buddy move or whatever, or the other side of it is, man, I don't even know what to do for my go-giver. And We'll give you examples of what to do. And I think, you know, you were one of the ones that started off by like, oh, well, I'm just going to buy the coffee for the person behind me at mm-hmm. Starbucks. Okay, cool. Right. And slowly but surely, if you think about it, we never really track. I never told you, all right, man, this week you got to do more. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now you fast forward to now. And now we have this whole fun set up because of that. Yeah. Right. So if you're consistent with those habits, if you're consistent with tracking, it's the tracking side is more for so you can see the growth of where you were before and where you're at now. Yeah. It's not for me, right? Because it does me no good to, to have that information. Yeah. But for you to take inventory of the time and the effort that you've put in and the growth you've come, then that's what the tracking really happens. So when, when we have the conversation of tracking certain habits, what are they really for? And that's really what they come down for is just to see – if it's working for one and two, how far you've come. I think, you know, it, cause I, at first for me, it was like, man, like my job is giving. So I'm always right. doing a little extra mm-hmm. or always like helping people out with emails and DMS and, mm-hmm. you know, without paying me anything, like I'm going to guide you, but it's like, okay, well, what can I do? That's different. And that's how like the Starbucks thing. Now I buy somebody Starbucks once a week. It's just like part of like, and it's always, it, it's actually kind of funny now. Cause me and Shannon will be like, let's see what they got. You know, cause sometimes <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, Oh, they just got a black coffee. And you're right. like, Oh, cool. Two bucks. And then sometimes they're like, Oh, well they got a breakfast sandwich. There's three kids in the back that wanted smoothies. You're like, Fuck. there was like a $29 one the other day. <laughs> Shannon on the way here, she was getting me coffee and she was like, I just spent $29 on the lady behind me. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, hey, well, it happens. There you go, but, roll the dice. but like you said, then it, then it built into the charity. Mm-hmm. And then now we're, uh, we're getting ready to launch charity shirts, which mm-hmm. Shannon has taken over, which is going to be a completely separate charity fund than the one we already do so it just keeps growing and I think one of the things that I've noticed is that there is so many more opportunities that just come about Mm -hmm. that allow you to give back without you realizing it because Mm -hmm. I I didn't besides the coffee there was never anything that I was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna do this this Mm -hmm. week it was literally just like 
I'm just going to wait for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And every single week, at least once, somebody needed help. Somebody needed something. Like before COVID, somebody needed help in the grocery store. Or like an old lady was pushing mm-hmm. her groceries out. Like help them out, do something, anything. It's just right. – it comes up so much more if you're just aware and you're looking mm-hmm. to help people. Uh, but I don't think many people have that mindset. Well, and again, it starts with awareness, yeah. right? It's – you know, if you go through the checklist, even the exercise, right? Like how do you track if you're growing within your workout routines? And that's by being aware, one, and keeping track, mm-hmm. right? Tracking the habits. You know, how do you know if your nutrition is on point? You got to track, <laughs> right? And then there does come a point where, where, which is what, you know, we're all trying to get to is where it's just, it's, you know, the difference between good and bad, right? Like when it's with nutrition, right? Like I know that if I eat a certain way now because I tracked it for so long, I know how my body's going to react yeah. to it. I know that if I don't work out or if I do these type of workouts for a certain amount of time, I know how my body's going to react to it. And it's the same thing with the giving, you know, the, the, the charity side is, you know, by tracking how far or what the value or the impact of you doing that is really going to do, whether for yourself, for your family, for your, you know, in this case, for your business and so on and so forth. And now, you know, if you look at it again with you, it started with not that you were doing the buying the coffee just to check off a box, right? But it was, man, I'm truly trying to build this habit to the fund. Now it's morphed into a whole separate charity fund, right? The, with the shirts and all that. And then just, man, where's it going to go from there? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's <coughs> funny. It, it's, it really comes down to a positive builds more positive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, like I'm thinking about like you're, you're going to the checkout line and then somebody else is coming mm-hmm. and you really want to get in front of them and they want to get in front of you and you kind of stop and you're sitting there and you're just like, do I really need to rush? So you're like, hey, like you go ahead, mm-hmm. and then usually they're like, oh no, you go ahead. Right. No, you go ahead. <laughs> and it's just like, if ever, but if I would have like, sped yeah. up and cut off that person, they would have done that in 20 minutes mm-hmm. in a different situation, and it just keeps trickling on. Right. It's a domino effect. So I always try to think of like, you're not. I don't need to see the positive that comes out of this. Mm-hmm. I just need to know that that's life. Positives build more mm-hmm. positives. And you're doing, and and all you can control, obviously, is what you can do. Yeah. Right. So. Whether that person that you let cut in does it or not, you're, you're not going to know. Yeah. Like if they're going to put pay forward, you're not going to know. But that's not the important thing because why stress about stuff that you can't control or especially in that situation where you're not even going to know if it's going to happen or not. So I live my life based off of what I know makes me feel good and what I know, like who I am. And, you know, going back to I'm, I am who I am and I'm not, I am who I am because that's who I want to be and not because somebody else told me that's the way I should be. Um, and I'm okay with that. So however you take that, if you see me doing good and you don't do good yourself, cool, that's your opinion. Like, and again, it goes back to I respect you for that. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not here to force my, my beliefs, my opinions, my habits, my way of doing things with anybody. I'm here to just show you, like, what it is that I do, right? And if you want to learn from that, then – Let's go for let's go for a ride. I really think people have to have a little bit of blind faith in in the system mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like, I mean, I even like the first conversation I had with you, I was like, I don't know what you do or how you do it, but in my own way, I want what you have, <laughs> right. like, and not just like financial success. Like, you have successful businesses, but you have a successful family. You're a part mm-hmm. of your church. You have a lot of friends. Like, you know how to build. <laughs> I, need, I, need, <laughs> I need to build shit. <laughs> I almost sent you a gif of Mr. Miyagi. He's holding uh, the kid's hand while oh, they're painting no. the fence. <laughs> I was like, I need to send this to Andres when you guys were going back forth about tile. But I think, but I think it is one of those things where it's like, 
having it all is kind of a cheesy saying, but mm-hmm. it really, it, it's a, it's like chasing the unicorn. You're never going to truly have complete 100% abundance across the board mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can have quite a bit by chasing the feeling of having it all, the idea of having it all. And I think you have to jump into following some kind of system in order to get there. Well, and you know, is it right or wrong? Like, you know, I guess the first thing taking it back is the first question is what is everything for you? Like, are you clear on what that is? Yeah, that's huge. Because again, a lot of times it's like, well, I just want, I want to be, I want to have abundance across everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And one, what does that look like? And two, like what real value does that have? Right. So, you know, and we've, we've repeated over and over that, like, man, if you want to chase material things, man, chase material things. Like that's your thing. Cool. You know, if you want to go spend your money on cars or on kicks of the day instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. of of charity, man, if that makes you happy, cool. Like, you know, God made everybody unique in their own way to to have their own rights and and opinions and all that. And and if that makes you happy, that makes you happy. But just be clear on who it is that you want to be and be clear on why it is that you're doing it. And if that and if that brings you happiness, even if you don't have abundance across the board, right, even maybe your financial success is less, but you're giving and you're in a, could be giving time, right? You might even have to be giving a lot of money, but giving time or your relationships, your fellowships, your faith is way above your financial success. And that makes you happy. Cool. Roll yeah. with that. Yeah. Right? I think defining that abundance is mm-hmm. the key. So That's many people don't have clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, w- I want to wrap up with uh, talking about the gauntlet, which mm-hmm. is, is something that you're, you haven't launched yet. You're launching on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. So which when this airs, because that's next week, the sixteenth. So a week from next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Your birthday's on a Tuesday. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So this it's today for you guys listening, because <laughs> <laughs> we planned that, and I was like trying to think of the days. So uh, today the gauntlets launches. Can you just I mean give us a rundown? I mean I don't know if you want to explain like uh, just a like the foundation in a nutshell, and then mm-hmm. kind of dive into what the gauntlet is. Yeah. So so you know obviously the tribe. You know we have a foundation. We have we have five fundamentals or five foundation pieces or pillars or however you want to say it um, that make up really what the tribe stands for and it's faith it's fellowship fruitfulness fitness and I just blanked family. on the fifth one family um, but so that's the foundation right so all everything we do is focused it all I wouldn't say focused but it comes back to that mm-hmm. and those are the most important things for me so I created the tribe, so they're the most important things for the tribe. Um, So the goal, obviously, is through the coaching process and the systematic approach that we take is to find growth in one or a combination of all those things at a certain time. And it's very individualized because everybody needs something different at different times, right? Like, for instance, I've had people that come on and want business coaching and then – like you said, for the last two months, we haven't talked about business and, yeah. and here we are. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's a great, it, it, it's a great thing for me to see that because I was one of those people that had my eyes fixed on one thing mm-hmm. without understanding or knowing that I needed to fix a bunch of other stuff that was yeah. underlying for me to even be ready or have the capacity to succeed in what I thought what I was looking for. Yeah. So if we move forward, you know, through this, the tribe and what we've done, I've never really had I had a system, obviously, as far as an approach with the daily habits and the routines and all that, but I never really had, you know, like a, like an orientation process or, or, you know, like I would say like a really tight package. Yeah. Um, like an initiation. Yeah. I didn't have, it was just, 
man, let's get on the phone. Let's talk. What are you looking for? This is what we do. Does it match? Um, let's go. And over time, I've learned that not everybody's ready for it, right? It, it might be a wrong time in their life, um, whether it's financially or emotionally, and or they, they're, they're just not really there to be able to take on the, the structure of, of the tribe. So started talking about an, an orientation or a 30-day, I wouldn't say trial, but really just to, for people to check it out. And if it is a match, if it's a match from us to you or from you to us, and we're firmly aware that it's not for everybody. Um, we're firmly aware that, that, you know, there's people that get a lot of value of it and some people that get some value of it. So the gauntlet is a 30-day, almost like initiation orientation type thing where we will take you or I will take you through 30 days of coaching to really focus on the foundation. So every week we're going to focus on a foundation pillar. One week we're going to focus on two. Um, but it's, it's, it's an accountability thing of where you're at now and where do you want to be in 30 days and really just to see the value of it and if it works, if it works for you, if it doesn't work for you. So this is really, uh, you know, I'm excited about it because it's, it's actually, it's a system, right? Like there's things going out, you know, whether it's a, a call with me on a Monday or on a Friday, the check-in sheet, the habit sheets, when we have PDFs. So it's really uh, uh, like a one-stop shop for everything Latribu does, but condensed to like a 30-day period. Yeah. Um, and with that, obviously, we'll be able to streamline the process a little bit better and, and just make it really impactful and bring true value for people in 30 days. And to be able to kind of bridge that gap between the person that, that doesn't have that blind faith, right, of like jumping into a process mm -hmm. and or maybe being fearful of yeah. a process. We've all been there before, right? We don't, you know, it's almost, it's almost like I'd rather, I have to know somebody that's a part of it to feel comfortable with it. Um, so with this, it's really just kind of like, you know what, there's, there's no contract. There's no, you know, it is just, it's 30 days you're in, you check it out. If it's a value, if it's, if it's, if it makes a difference for your life or for what you're trying to do, then obviously we have the conversation after that to continue. Yeah. I think it's good too. Cause it's, it's, it's really like it, going back to that whole, like the journey of having it all. It's kind of like an educational, mm -hmm. I don't know if a course, but I mean, there's, there's the information you need to understand what that even means right. for you and how to chase it. Cause it really is individual. Like mm -hmm. even inside the, the pillars of the foundation, like, like faith to me, like my, whether it's belief or experience or insights is different than you and everybody else's mm -hmm. tribe, but that doesn't matter. It's right. not about that right. specifically, you know, right. um, fitness is going to be completely different for you and I and everybody mm -hmm. else. You know, you have a bunch of, of people doing like, uh, it's like step counts and stuff like right. that. Right. For me, like, I'm like, oh, dude, I got to hike the biggest mountain in the state. <laughs> That's what I told you the other day. Right, <laughs> it's right. like, I got to do it because I have more experience in fitness, right. obviously. But right. um, I think that's what's cool about it. It's like, okay, like, where, like, here's the foundation. Here's what it is. Let me educate you on the idea and the principles and, and the method. On the why. On the why. Mm -hmm. And then you can tailor it to yourself. Like, right. you can figure out how this fits into your life mm -hmm. with your goals once you have clarity on what that even is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a good, like, like for lack of a, uh, I mean, this is like a kind of a salesy term, but like a low end offer that allows right. people to, cause there's a lot of people that are like, even I've even had the question for the podcast, like, how do I know if I need a mentor? How do I right. know if I need a life? Like a lot of people are like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like my life's cool. Like there's uh Garrett white from warrior always says like, you're either burnt out or bored. Mm -hmm. And like, that's where he finds people coming in. And it's like, I'm good. Like, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Like everything's good. 
but I'm not on fire. Right. Like this is how you find that fire. Right. Or you're like, I'm succeeding in one area and I'm burnt out everywhere else. Mm-hmm. I need to figure this out. You know, and I think that's really what it comes down to. Well, and, and, and so the, the initial, the first week, I would say, you know, for the gauntlet, the, the idea there is to find like that, to take inventory on yourself. Like, what is it truly deep down? And look, it might take 30 days to really find like, man, that's what I was missing to, or that's what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, again, a systematic approach to where, We'll, we'll, we'll go through the process and help people find one, whether it's the fire, right? Like, man, I really just, I feel like I don't have a passion for anything. I feel like I'm going through the same routine every day and I'm not really getting anywhere. Um, it can be as simple as just like a tracking, you know, mechanism to just see that I'm progressing and getting closer to where it is that I want to be in, in any of those aspects, you know, and, you know, funny you bring up the whole faith thing because, you know, as I talk to people about it, you know, obviously there's all walks of faith mm-hmm. right so you know i wanted to be clear that this isn't like i'm not going to force anybody to believe in god yeah. right like it's you know faith for me is whatever it is that you believe in that's a higher power and and you believe in that that that's faith because you have i mean that's what the word faith we got to yeah. believe in something that that you know that's, that's that, more than that, you that's more than you so whether it you know that's why one of the daily habits is prayer or meditation yeah right if you want to meditate that's what it is so again an individualized approach, even though this it's like a universal system, but it's tailored, no pun intended, mm-hmm. to uh, to be individualized for what it is that you need and what you need right now. Well, that, and that's actually it's actually really similar because people always I've had people say like, why do you give away so much information about what you do inside your podcast? Like I'll break down the exact method that we use. The three we have a three phase system we use for nutrition. It's like. Yeah, but it, it literally is, can change in so many ways. Like, this is mm-hmm. the method. This mm-hmm. is what works. It's mm-hmm. proven by science. Like, I know for a fact and experience, but it's going to be different for you and you and you and you and you. And mm-hmm. so I have no problem sharing it. Well, right? and, well and same thing with me, right? Like, I, I have no issues giving people a checklist. Yeah. And I've had people reach out. You know, I, I made a post one day of the actual check, the, the, the habit sheet that we have. And somebody was like, you know, do you sell those? Like, no, man, I'll send them to you. It's like, even though I'm not going to sign up? Yeah. <laughs> right and then and then somebody responded to that well this they they saw that message and they responded like on the side right because they they posted it on my my post yeah the message they're like man, why are you giving it away in fact that's it's like man it's no secret yeah and believe me like if it was as easy as just buying something and doing it yeah everybody would yeah. do it right so it's like i'll give everything away yeah because the true value and power in my coaching is the accountability side yeah. of it yeah right so there's a bunch of productivity journals, right? And and I always use the analogy of even in fitness where I could go, I can buy Men's Fitness Magazine this this month and get their program yeah, and knock it out and not have the same results that you're going to have if you do the same exact program, yeah, right? And if I get a coach, man, I'm getting a program rec specifically for me, yeah, for my goals, not the six month abs that men's fitness is, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. man, it's, this is for my goals. If, if, whether I want to have six pack abs or not. Um, but again, it's individualized. So the system itself is not the all end all. Yeah. Right. It's the accountability piece. It's the conversations. It's the true conversation of, is that really what you need right now? Yeah. Or is that really what you should be focusing on right yeah. now? Um, I'm going to link that in the show notes guys. So if you are interested in, in jumping on that, click the link. I can't recommend it enough, obviously. I mean, that's why we're sitting here. And I think, like, the thing I've learned in the last 
you know, several years of trying to become an entrepreneur and then becoming an mm -hmm. entrepreneur is that you can't just focus on one thing, you know, like even if you strip, even if you have like two pillars or three pillars or four or five or six or whatever, there's always going to be more than one. Mm -hmm. And the second you focus on one, the other pillars are going to crumble. Like, mm -hmm. um, if, if you think of like a, like a big tower that has like four pillars to stand on or five pillars to stand on, like you chop out one pillar that that building's not going to stand very mm -hmm. long, mm -hmm. you know? So I think people listening, like there is a journey to having it all. Uh, you may ne not ever get there, but like abundance is found along the way. Mm -hmm. And like, this is the kind of like the educational breakdown of what I've been doing for the last however many mm -hmm. months and, mm -hmm. and really some of the years, mm -hmm. um, what you live by and, and the methods you preach. So we got cut off. As you could see, it was an abrupt stop at the end of this podcast. Uh, long story short, the power went out at our warehouse in our office. And so it cut us off right at the end. But we were wrapping things up and we were just getting ready to tell you that you can click the link in the description below and you can sign up for The Gauntlet. I highly recommend something like this to many people who are entrepreneurs, who are businessmen, who are coaches, who are just striving to achieve personal development. Andreas is somebody I respect greatly and he's probably one of the most intelligent and most experienced people I've ever met when it comes to building yourself up as an individual and as a business owner. So I highly recommend you guys do it. If you're interested in all the stuff that I usually talk about with personal development, if you are interested in what Andreas does and you want something that doesn't require a massive commitment, but it gives you a taste of what what Latribute, the tribe, can give you and how to build the foundation like we talked about in this podcast into your lifestyle, this is the perfect thing for you. It's a 30-day challenge. It's called Gauntlet. You can click the link in the description right now. I highly recommend you do. You try it out and you grow as an individual. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more again to get you better results. The second thing, Head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.